Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Junk Time AFL podcast for round 18, 2016. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man who this week caught up with Stephen Dank at 2.30am on a Saturday morning. It's Adam Rosenbachs. Oh my, Michael, this has been blown out of proportion. My friend, I, ca- I go over to Danky. We catch up at 2.30 in the morning. That's oh. when we do our, our business dealings. Okay. And I thought, uh, I don't want to get out of the car. I never get out of the car. He, uh-huh. come, he comes to me <laughs> in the car. With the box? Yeah, with the box. Yeah. yeah he just, no, he's got a little balloon in his mouth that he chops <laughs> into the car. Anyway... I didn't want to get out, so I wasn't going to ring the doorbell. Uh-huh. And the AFL have uh, confiscated my T-shirt cannon. Yes. So I couldn't shoot that through the window. So all I had in the car was just a, a handgun. Uh-huh. So I fired a few rounds off to wake Danky up. And, oh, just oh. a little, little wake-up call. Yeah, just like, hey, buddy, I'm here. Yep. I'm out the front. Out the front. Yeah, I got your cash. Uh-huh. You got my goods. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it's just people think that, uh, you know, the, the mafia's onto him, the bikies are after him, yeah. people, are, people are wanting him. It was just a simple... Hey, Danky, I'm out the front. Okay. Do you, I think next time maybe go and knock on the... Knock yeah, on the no, front I, I've learned my lesson. <laughs> learned your lesson. Yeah, learned your lesson. I would, it won't happen twice, but uh, it has been a big weekend for Stephen Dank. He was uh, supposed to appear at a footy club to do a talk on Saturday South night. South Bendigo Footy Club. Yeah, yeah. and he was going to reveal all. Well, that's the thing. They were talking about how he's had four years to talk the talk. No, And he was no. going, no, I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to break my silence in the AFL Tribunal. No, not at the Court of Arbitration for Sport. Not at all. No. You know where the biggest scoops are made? <laughs> Down at the South Bendigo Football Club. How that would have been spewing. Oh yeah, well they had to, he pulled out. Dipper replaced him. Did he? Yeah. Oh okay. Well it's like like I mean you go. I reckon. All right. Well you don't get your uh, you don't get your stories about uh, you know systematic uh, drug abuse, no. but you get your erections. Yeah. In uh, you get stories about you know end of season trips to Tokyo and uh, yeah. you know the punctured lung in the eighty nine grand final. Yeah, exactly. And how good the porterhouse steaks are at uh, at Johnny at Johnny Platten's yeah. pub. <laughs> have, you, have you seen the photos of Danky floating around in today's paper? Well, he's got a broken nose. Yeah, because often often a bullet will come up right and make it look like it's punched you in the face. Yeah, but how? It's some kind of fragment. Got it. it. It's the weirdest story I've ever heard in my entire life. And and this is unlike. Uh, Stephen Dank to to uh, not tell the truth. So he says a bullet grazed him, and I for one believe him. But to, what what do you think happened then? Well, it looks like, and I'm because <laughs> he, he had a broken nose. He had a broken you, nose. He's got a black eye as well. He's got a shiner. So how do you get a broken nose from a bullet? Well, you know when a bullet will uh, like often bullets, and these are different kind of bullets. You can't get them in Australia, so they've come from overseas. You re- they ring the they ring the bell, and then you answer the door, and a bullet that looks like say a bikey. We'll just punch you in the face. Oh, are you suggesting something else? No, I'm not suggesting that. I'm <laughs> saying that that is the kind of bullet that okay. was fired at his house. One of those ones that just, like, it's a fist-sized bullet. It's quite terrifying. It's not thing. great. I, I can't believe that he was grazed yeah. on the forehead. If you've seen the photo, you go, if a bullet hit you there, I would get out of the country. Because it kind of grazed the top of his nose, almost like where a fist might land. <laughs> if <clears throat> you maybe got punched in the face. But he didn't get punched in the face. He got a bullet grazed his face. Yeah. 
So he's very lucky, man. Well, you've opened up a door that I, I didn't even think about. Well, because I live in this world, Michael. Yeah, yeah. You're Escavale near your, near your um, old stomping grounds? Escavale, uh, yeah, yeah, actually. Yeah, I grew up around there. I yeah. grew up in, uh, in uh, Pascavale South, which is kind of next to sort of Essendon Mooney Ponds leads into Ascot Vale. Okay. So a lot of football players live in Ascot Vale, so it's, yeah. a very, it's a very nice area, Michael. Yeah, so Danky was saying that uh, he, uh, he, he was saying he got no debts. And got no he, debts. He, yeah. he, he don't know. And doesn't have any enemies. He has no... Who would, who would hate Stephen Dank? Yeah. I mean, he was about to do a talk at the South... You know who would have... You know who maybe shot at the house? Mm-hmm. North Bendigo Footy Club. Oh, right. They don't, they don't want someone taking all the good... Yep. You know, who have they got at theirs? they got fucking... Uh, they got Joel Bowden. Yeah, yeah. About to do a talk at the North Bendigo Footy Club. They're like, oh, this is fucked. <laughs> they're having a trivia night that night. Yeah, exactly. They're like, oh, get fucked, not Danky. <laughs> not oh, Danky. Boo. Yeah, we're going to lose all their things. And apparently uh, the, the paramedics uh, treated him at the scene but wouldn't tell him what with. Nice. I like so, that. So... <laughs> Poor Danky. Poor Danky. I mean, it, it's an amazing story. It's incredible. It's absolutely... And when I saw the headline, I thought that is the most remarkable thing I've ever seen. And he'd moved house recently as well. Oh, okay. I think for his own safety. Oh, really? Yeah. Dude, the dude's got problems. A lot of stress in his life. He doesn't need it. Although no. I'm sure he's not stressed. His partner isn't in the house at the time too. I worry about her. Yeah, she shouldn't be there. Yeah. He just needs, I don't know, just bulletproof that make it more of a, a Stephen Dank compound. He loves his compounds, mm-hmm. both in a chemical <laughs> form and a, a house form. He needs a bigger fence. Yeah. He does. Somewhere to hide. Yeah. Mm. And stop walking around your house. Like, see, I don't understand. If, if you get. You blow my mind. I had not, I've not thought about that at all. If, if your house, that gets, possibility, if that gets, variation your house gets shot at, firstly, okay, if a bullet grazes you across the, the top of the nose, yeah. okay, so you 2.30 in the morning, you're either in bed or you're in your. Uh, you're in your um, uh, what's it called lab? Yeah, he was he was still up. They said he he was still up and about. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's a night owl. <laughs> he's a night owl. He's been yeah. thinking about stuff. For some reason, he can't sleep. He's been trying to put together the uh, records that partially disintegrated. Oh, right. Yeah, he's got sticky tape and glue. Yeah. He's like, oh, I got to put <laughs> yeah. together because I got to I got to show everybody the truth. Yeah, he's googling how do you make a spreadsheet. <laughs> he doesn't know how to do any of this stuff. Stuff. Uh, but you know what happens is uh, when you hear a bullet whiz into your house, the mm-hmm. first thing you do is you get up and you go to the window I and see where it's coming oh, from. Absolutely, got to get a good look. Yeah, at and you turn the lights on so you're backlit, <laughs> so you get like a good, the shooter has a really good silhouette. Oh, dude, it's like. Bugsy Siegel. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty amazing, and uh, it, who knows what the next chapter is for Dank? Like the police just must be like, what is this guy doing? When's he going to talk? When yeah. does this end? I've no idea. I've no idea. And then, yeah, and and so is he going to go back to the South Ballarat Best South Bendigo Footy Club? Well, they they, they reschedule it. He owes him a sportsman's stuff. Yeah, because he probably maybe he got paid half up front. Yeah. That's a good point. We should make a road trip if he does go and speak. But they also said the ticket sales weren't that flash. Really? Yeah. They said they weren't that incredible. Well, I guess and that's an interesting one because uh, if you knew he was going to talk, mm. then you would go along to it. It's mm. like, when you, say, when you went to, see the chicken train. Oh, yes. You, if he was telling all the stories that he had access to during yeah. his days as a, as a, uh, as a, a player manager, but then you go, oh, he I want to see that. He didn't. That's the thing, though. He didn't. No, he, 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 he told all shit jokes. He kind of told joke book jokes. I was like, you probably do have some good stories. Oh, he would have amazing stories, yeah. you know, and... And it doesn't matter. If you hear a great story that ends with 2-2, two, two, you're like, oh, I didn't mind that. Absolutely. That's a totally good story. But if it's a shit joke... Yeah. I'd, I'd even take 2-2 two, two at the beginning. Yeah. Not just in the ending. Yeah. But uh, he through. doesn't have it. So if you were guaranteed that Stephen Dank was going to unload some bombshells, as he keeps saying he's going to do and has yes. been saying for five years... Yes. I'll tell you what, when he does, that's going to be a killer show. I'll tell you what, mate. Fill out the Athenaeum. Mm. Fill out Rod Laver Arena. Oh, I'd go. Yeah, I'd check yeah. that out. Half of it would be the media. Or with their notepads. Well, that's what you'd think. At least one of the media would have been going to the South, South Bendigo Bound, Footy Club. Yeah. But yeah. it put South Bendigo on the map. 
Absolutely, mm. absolutely. It's the talk of the town. So if he does, if he does go back to do one, then uh, yeah, we'll go. Yeah, we'll head down there. Did Talking you know to... that he was going to be appearing there? I only heard about it after the shooting. That he had to pull out of it. Yeah, no, I hadn't heard. I, I must say, I don't keep abreast of the social functions of the South Bend <laughs> Football Club. I can't say I'm too okay. across it. Yeah. But if they... Okay, this is... Uh, if any any uh, players from the South Bendigo or officials from the South Bendigo Footy Club are listening, you've got to promote that shit. You've got Stephen Dankon. Yeah, yeah. People are coming from uh, from Kangaroo Flat. <laughs> They're coming from as far away as Ballarat. Yeah, I mean, you've got there. the whole region around there. Yeah. You've got South Bendigo, North Bendigo, East West. It's incredible. You've got to tap into it. It's incredible. But our best thoughts, obviously, we know Danky's a big fan of junk time, so our, our thoughts go out to him and, his, and his compounds. Yeah, I hope you get better soon, man. I yeah. hope the nose heals very well. Yeah, and the, and the black eye you got from the... You've blown my mind for that. The, I have not bullet, thought about that for one second. From the bullet wound. Because, <laughs> you know, in, uh, like in war, a lot of soldiers come back with black eyes. Yeah, absolutely. That happens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lest we forget, Michael. <laughs> but there has been a lot of revelations about... Uh, well, Tomo's, Tomo's got a book coming out. Bomber, mate. Bomber, we call him. Yeah, sorry, of course. I don't know why I call him Tomo. No, yeah. no one would call him Tomo. No one calls him Tomo. Yeah. No, Bomber Thompson, he's got a book coming out. Yeah. This is a season for books because um, Boomer, Boomer Harvey's got a book coming out as well. Boomer Harvey's got one coming out. He uh, broke, uh, he called Michael Tuck this week. What's his book called? Uh, I think it's just Boomer. Just Boomer. Yeah. Yeah. And we couldn't get a My Story in there somewhere. It's or, a shame. Yeah. Um, and he had a bit of a thing about Wayne Carey saying that they'd paid hush money to people in the yeah. past about Wayne. And, and what, some revelations and in these books. Duck came out and said, that's bullshit. That never happened. Yeah. Duck got very angry about that. He wasn't happy, was he? Um, and even play, uh, like uh, CEOs from that regime said, we never paid hush money to anyone. Yeah. Never. That's true. Yeah. Never paid hush money. Because you know what I find? When people do pay hush money, the mm. thing they want to do is admit to it. They want to talk about it. Yeah. They love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they got you gotta, you gotta be honest about hush money. You know the only person who's actually been honest about hush money is fucking John Elliott. Yeah, that's true. Remember that time years ago? So yeah, paid no. people out all the time. Yeah, no, it uh, it worked well for Carlton. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they should have. I, I think you should have the opposite: is um, pump up your hush money. Just have it up on the screen at half time. How much hush money you've paid okay. out this week? There should be a hush money salary cap. Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> you get a bad. certain amount of money to pay in hush money. Yeah, and then if you go over it, you got to pay tax on that and stuff like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, or you only get like three hushes a year, <laughs> and if you blow that, then it's yeah. no more hushing. You got to pick, and also you can then trade for future hush future money. Hushes. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Yeah, so actually, if you, you predict can... what a player might do, okay, he's going to commit five, five things in 2018. So we've got to, you know, yeah, put the money need... aside for that. Yeah, we need two hushes this year. Yeah, and you know, none next year. If we win a flag, then you know it's going to be hush. hush yeah, we need, yeah, we need extra hushes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there was one thing in the revelation of the book was um, this is Bomber Thompson. Yeah, Bomber Thompson's book. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Um, James Heard. Hang on, Bomber Thompson. The whole story. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, so there was an article from Robber, I think it was, saying that the legal team got involved, and so it's more the half story, because oh. there's, there's a bunch of stuff that he can't talk about. So there's a lot of redacted stuff in there. Well, I suppose so. I think it's kind of they they just said you know, make sure you don't get into that. Oh, what? That's what I want to hear about. Because there are also four or five different people involved, and they all have all seem to have different versions of the story. That doesn't sound like the Essendon saga. And all of them, all of them are correct in their yeah, own okay. version. Yep, yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, he he says it's the whole story, so that's what I take away from it. I believe Bomber. Yeah, sure. He's my man. Okay. You know, he loves he loves a giggle in a press conference. Yeah. Loves a sandwich in a in a coach's box. He's a crack up. Yeah. Um. So there was one thing that caught my eye was when um during the kind of whole process of the drug t- well the. Well, drug taking, yeah. Yeah. We'll call it that. Um, James had emailed uh, the weapon mm-hmm. um, and sent him a few guidelines. Uh, three rules. Yeah. Hard and fast rules. Hard and fast rules. Mm. One, it must not harm the player. Excellent. No, that's a good... That's a good... Yeah. I mean, that, that should be first rule. Do you find that weird that you have to actually say that out loud? Oh, 
But you can get a, like if you you know you see a player just collapsing on the ground, you go, well, you didn't fucking tell me. Okay. You didn't say I couldn't. Yeah. You go, oh, okay. So he's put it down. That's just that's the kind of that's the coach that they they hire. Yeah. A man I, who covers all bases. I find all of these rules strange. Mm-hmm. First one, do not harm the player. Okay. Yeah. Good. Great. Great. Tick. Yeah. Because <laughs> no, none, none of them have been harmed so far. No, they're all they're all perfect. Yeah. Uh, two, it must not be illegal. You have to write that down. A, don't hurt the player. Yeah. B, don't do stuff that's illegal in the game. Not like in terms of the drug the, the Yeah, drug well, guidelines. it needs to be conformed to water. Yeah. You have to write that down. Well, hey, I guys. Just... Hey, guys. When you're injecting the players, can you make sure, pretty please, mm. pretty please make it so it's not a situation where they get suspended for two years. Yeah. Then reduced to one. Yeah. Yeah. Can you make that? <laughs> <laughs> I've written it down. I've written it down, so you guys need to follow it now. And number three, we must get player consent. Oh. So when you go and put the jab in the needle... You got it on the arm, yep. you got it on the shoulder. Mm. You got to say, "Do you want this?" Yeah. Or did he mean like, you know, don't break into say uh, um, Dyson Heppel's house at three in the morning? Ah, yeah. Secretly, jab, 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 jab. Yeah. He wakes up. He's going, "Geez, my, my buttocks are sore. Yeah. What Gee. happened there?" But <laughs> fuck, I've got some pepper, my step. They're the three rules. They're the three. And let's go through them again, just so if we ever have a. And there are a, a couple more as well. Um, never get them wet. And don't feed them after midnight. Yeah, okay. That's, they, they multiply? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Can we just run through them again just in case anyone out there, any junk time listeners are thinking about an injecting regime? Yes, yes. Tick these ones off, okay? Here are the handy rules. Yeah. One, it must not harm the player. Mm-hmm. Good. Two, mm-hmm. it must not be illegal. Fuck. These are tough. They're tough, aren't they? Yeah, they're really I can see why they faltered. <laughs> yeah. Because they're, they're very difficult rules to yeah, follow. Yeah, it's like... Can you, and what do you, if you went to her and you're like, you just go, hey, buddy, you know those rules you sent me? Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah. Say I got um, 66% of those right. <laughs> How's that sit with you? And he's like, all right, yeah, maybe I could, it's over 50. It's negotiable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is it, yeah is it, which one didn't you get? Uh, you know, number two? We may have faulted on that one. May, we're not sure. We've lost everything, but we may have slipped up. With the illegal bit. But but we got their consent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look at it. Look at the forms. Look, look at the forms that are filled out. We've got dates, we've got signatures. And we, we, I mean, we'll fill in, the, fill in the rest of the drugs of what we're going to give them. But you know, they signed it. They signed it. It's, yeah. a blank, it's a blank piece of paper, but they signed it. Yeah. yeah and I know the consent. handwriting all looks identical. <laughs> but uh, And I spelt, um, I spelt uh, Joe Watson wrong. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's two R's in there. And I don't know why, but still, that's, uh, that's Joe Watson. Oh, dude. But it is an interesting because there was an excerpt in the Herald Sun uh, on Sunday, mm-hmm. and one thing that uh, Bomber talks about, he talks about there's a lot of sliding doors moments. Yes, yes, I love that. Essendon. Big fan of the Gwyneth Paltrow film. He must yeah, be. Yeah, he must be. He uh, says uh, once Bruce Reed had contacted AFL medical chief Peter Harcourt, the AFL appeared to think the drug code was being broken at Essendon. Yeah. And you know they've been told don't do that. That was the sliding doors moment in the whole scenario. So he, if Bruce Reed hadn't done that. Then everyone would be fine. Well, I'm not sure. It says the AFL appeared to think the drug code was being broken, so that's not a sliding doors moment. That's a door doors shut. Well, and we yeah. think it's been broken. Shut the fucking door, mate. But if Bruce Reed had kept his mouth shut, oh yeah, then so it's Bruce Reed's fault. Basically, I'm I'm pointing the finger at Bruce Reed. Yeah, okay, that's fair enough. Well, another one. Uh, th- this is according to the letter, so I'll get back to the letter in a sec. But he says that uh, Hurdy said that he never saw the letter from Bruce Reed, and that was another sliding doors moment. How many? Fucking sliding doors are there? There's a lot of around Essendon. A lot of doors there. Yeah, yeah, there's a yeah. lot, isn't there? It's like they a should, maze of doors. You should get those rotating ones. The revolving like, doors. Yeah, revolving doors. Yeah. yeah, yeah, not the sliding ones. I think I don't think sliding doors have worked at the at Windy Hill no. for a long time now. Hasn't hasn't gone very well. And because uh, 
This is almost like a choose-your-own-adventure. Yep. <laughs> we go, I don't know about this one. Let's go. Let's go to the weapon. All right, cool. Yeah. This is great. If it, Bru- it should be a choose-your-own-adventure book. If Bruce Reed alerts the AFL, turn to page 65. <laughs> <laughs> and I love this. He said, uh, by this time, Bruce Reed was concerned about AOD 9604, and on January 17th, 2012, three days after the meeting where the protocol was formed, so those three, the three... Uh, the three rules? Yeah. Reed dictated his now famous letter addressed to the head of football, Paul Hamilton and yeah. James Hurd. And I love this bit. It's a very famous letter. It's in the Melbourne Museum. Yeah. Next to the Farlap. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's a great letter. And he says the letter was full of frost. Fr- excuse me. He says the letter was full of frustration and typos. Yeah. So he has a fucking backhander at him. Little dig at fucking the education yeah. of Dr. Reid. Yeah. Oh, you're a doctor, oh, but you fucking. Oh, you, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Reid can't type. Oh, what's this? Oh, there's capitals everywhere. Oh. You got a med school, Tomo. Yeah. Oh, Tomo, I've said it again, Tomo. Yeah, keep calling him Bomber. Why am I calling him Tomo? It's Bomber. <laughs> so he's having a slap. Not only. So he's less worried about the. Uh, the drug regime. Yeah. He's more worried about the, the typos. He's just read this letter and gone. Well, he's used, he's used a semicolon where there's a colon. I'm not even fucking going past this. <laughs> That's a past particle. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, a, it's going to be a fascinating book. I, uh, we are going to try and chase an interview with, uh, with Bomber Thompson because we think it would be a fascinating chat. Will we get the whole truth? Will we get the whole story? Well, he said the whole truth is available. So yeah. I think if we chat to him... Yeah. We'll get it. Oh, we can break the best of them. Yeah. yeah. So we'll get it, mate. We'll get it. So so that's where it's at. So, But uh, to more exciting news, Michael, you're back. I'm back. You are back. I'm back. It's been a long journey. A long journey on my uh, podcast learning tour. Went yeah, to how'd America. you go? How'd you go? What'd you learn? Good. I went down to Mark Maron's garage. Yep. I uh, went to Adam Carolla's studios. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, stayed at Will Anderson's place. Thank you for having me, Will. So mm-hmm. that's the Fofop studios as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I had and a great time. And one half of Two Guys, One Cup studio occasionally. Yep. 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 Um, so I had a great time. Actually, yep. the, the, the one disappointment, I think I Talked to you. I was in Boston last. Yes. Um, Did you get to meet Adnan Syed from uh, from Serial? No, no. No, you didn't go to the no. Baltimore prison. No. Oh, that's a shame. One disappointment. Okay. All right. So you're in Boston. Yeah. This is probably my biggest disappointment of the whole trip. Uh, I, aside from not seeing Job. Yeah. Well, that too. That second. Yeah. 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 Right, so we got three hard and fast rules. Yeah, yeah. So I went. So the highlight, obviously, Guns and Roses at Toronto. Uh huh. Were you you're looking at me funny like that? It just seems weird. I would never have picked you to go see the Gunners. Yeah, I think it was the, it was the 15, 16 year old in me. Okay. Yeah, and I thought I thought part of me was going ironically, and then once I got there, I was like, "This is the fucking most awesome." If you've ever if you've ever been a fan of Guns N' Roses, if they come to Australia, you got to go and see them. Full band? Is Slash in the band? It's Slash and Izzy. Is Axel? Yeah, Axel. Axel's fronting it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Axel, Slash, and Izzy Stradlin. So that matters. The big thing was to get Axel and Slash back together. Yeah, absolutely. And they're finally. And done you that. broke it that. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I got the deal. Yeah, yeah come on. <laughs> um, and so they played at uh, the Rogers Centre in mm-hmm. Toronto, um, which is the uh, home of the Blue Jays mm-hmm. baseball field. Yep. 60,000 people, mate. It went off wow. for nearly three hours. It went off. Amazing. Absolutely off. Did you do the whistling bit in... Uh... Yeah. Yeah, that bit. You did it. You nailed it. You were <laughs> yeah. onto it. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I knew all the words. I surprised myself how many yeah, okay. of the words I knew. Yeah, did you did you dance? Did you headbang? What do you do? What is? What is I was actually glad I was there by it? myself because um you got into it. Yeah, and I do. I wouldn't have been looking over my shoulder at friends going, "Oh, look at you, you fuckhead." Yeah, yeah. But it so was you great. dance like no one's watching. You, I did in a way. Yeah, you did what those memes a... tell you to do. Those memes I always sent you. Those yeah, <laughs> you. yeah. Hashtag yeah. bless. So yeah. I, um, <laughs> I didn't. Uh, I I wasn't on the floor. Um, but so I had a seat and um, but. <laughs> I wasn't on. I wasn't sitting. No, nah, mate. You don't sit you're down. Up, you're up, mate. But it was great. I got Show my t- muck around. I got my t-shirt over there. It's fantastic. 
Guns N' Roses, mate. They're yeah, great. good stuff. All yeah. right, so back. To, is that was that the highlight? Absolute highlight. Absolute highlight. And he sounds the same because he's been singing the whole time. Yeah, Axel. Okay. So he's t- he still sounds fantastic. He's got a bit of a you know belly and stuff. No, he's still jumping around. Um, ignore the uh, that MTV Music Awards performance from about ten years ago. Okay, he's fucking he's fighting fit. All right, so we will turn this into the Guns N' Roses podcast. No, let's talk about Guns N' Roses more. No, let's let's not. And then uh, Graceland, obviously. I went from one night, I went from Guns N' Roses, the yep. next night I went to Graceland. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so that's my taste. So you're like a, a redneck. A little bit, yeah. Not a little bit, mate. Oh. And, and what's, what's one of your favourite sports? It's WWE. Yeah, yeah, well, the Roger Sanders home of WrestleMania 6 and 18. Yeah, of course it is. Hulk Hogan took on The Rock, 18. Yeah, right. yeah. So you're almost like 100% loser. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I was thinking? <coughs> Pardon me. At um, Graceland, Yeah. it's real middle America stuff. Like the... Um, the people who have eaten themselves into immobility. Oh, yeah, okay. So yep. there's a lot of wheelchairs with just fat chunky, dudes. Chunky yeah, people on it. Yep. Big motherfuckers around. Yeah, okay. And um, so that was a lot of fun. But did, I was, you, did you eat lunch there? What was the food like? Uh, it was all kind of uh, crappy. Kind of, like everything had an Elvis kind of theme. Yeah, know? great. Did um, you have a hollowed out uh, uh, bread loaf full of bacon? Yeah, you know what? Deep they, fried? They actually had a few, they had a few recipe kind of yeah, good. books and stuff of what Elvis would eat. But I, I didn't see that one. Yeah, because oh, he'd, he'd hollow out a loaf of bread and then fill it with bacon. And peanut butter, I think. I think you're right as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, there was one place where you could get like the banana and peanut butter grilled sandwich that you like to eat. Lovely. Um, but uh, so maybe did did anyone work out? Was he anaphylactic? Is that why he went down? Like just one too many and just one too many peanut sandwiches. Oh, no, I think I think his colon just turned to concrete. Oh, okay. Then his heart popped. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. But he can't go upstairs. And I actually said to do at the door, I said, um, "Has anyone ever made a run for upstairs?" And he kind of gave me this look like. You're about to make a run for upstairs. <laughs> yeah, you don't, you don't announce that. He said he'd heard a few people had tried, but I yeah, think okay. they've got doors. I imagine they're locked. But every, it's to get into the bathroom. That's what you want to see. Oh, where he died. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. great. Yeah, but um, yeah, so they take you around You should downstairs. be allowed to take a dump on that. I reckon. Yeah. yeah. You know, but, yeah, I pay a bit extra. Oh, it's not a free I haven't said that. Some of the dudes who were there, you don't want them taking dumps. Yeah, okay. Oh, what would be coming out of them for? No, but how good would it be to die in the same toilet as Elvis? Oh, absolutely, yeah. It would be an honour. But I was walking around because I, I did think to myself, it's like everyone here is a fucking loser. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm on the tour with them. But anyway, my disappointment, my great disappointment, after my little tour of uh, tour guide of um, uh, Guns N' Roses and um, Memphis, uh, Boston, a 30 odd degree day, yep. boiling hot. Mm-hmm. I walk about an hour 20 south. It's good. Took a long time because I saw walk. something. There was one thing I wanted, a landmark I wanted to see. Uh, yep, yep. Very keen to see. Mm. And I get there, the disappointment was immense because mm-hmm. I was very excited. I thought, oh, I didn't know he's, he's, he's as big over here as he is in Australia. Okay. Imagine my shock when I show up to the John Kennedy Library uh-huh. and I find out. <laughs> It is, in fact, a tribute to John F. Kennedy, the president, and Fuck. not the three-time Hawthorne Premiership coach, John Kennedy. So there's no statue, there's no don't just think do written oh, above the front door. I had my scarf, I had my jumper. Yeah. I was walked in, my ha- about to start singing We're a Happy Team at Hawthorne. Yeah, All of a yeah. sudden, it's like, oh, no, keep a respectful piece. <laughs> you go, how did this guy meet his end? Absolutely. For did he get shirt-fronted in Dallas, did he? And also, another thing, mm. if you're going, like, you've got, like, Jackie O dresses and a few kind of ornaments and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. So you went in anyway. I did go in there, yeah. yeah, reluctantly. Yeah, absolutely. And then were people asking what the what your jumper was? What's that brown and gold for? Well, yeah, I did look a bit weird with the face paint. Yeah, okay. I must say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if you're going to have a, a library, a, you know, a, a, a tribute to John Kennedy, mm. um, 
get, at least have a bullet. Like one. Yeah. Like, they, would, they wouldn't have been hard to find. No, not at all. Pluck one out, pop it on display. Did they have the um, blood-stained uh, Cadillac in there? No, well, you know what they did? They actually just cleaned it up and refurbished it, and Lyndon Johnson drove it around. What? Yeah, they kept using it. It's on display somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they've kept a little bit of brain on it. <laughs> <laughs> would you put that in the car sales ad? Yeah. <laughs> Tad uh, used. Yeah, one, yeah, one president murdered. That yeah. was it. <laughs> Runs well. Never gone over 15 kilometres an hour. But it did give me an idea of the AFL. We should have presidential libraries. So oh. when you finish your, finish your term as president, that is, you get an area. And so they have, you know, memorabilia of mm. your time in office. So like, say, Eddie, like I think it's 98 up yeah, until now. Yeah, that's correct. Yes. Imagine his presidential library, all the journey he's gone through. That would be great. You could see where, uh, where Heath Shaw and Alan Didak crashed into that car yep. and Alan Didak Did wasn't the run. there. Yeah, yeah. yeah so where... you start off with, you know, the voting in and the process yeah, yeah. and then you kind of get through the kind of the getting rid of Tony Shaw. Yes. Headlines of the day, oh, moving on to the premierships. Mick Malthouse in the Volvo, looking really awkward. Yep, you could have the hanky that Mick Malthouse pulled out when he um, cried oh, with... with um, Paul LeCurie. Paul LeCurie, yeah. yeah. And so I thought that, that Jeff Kennett Library, you'd go to I, I imagine Jeff Kennett's planning a presidential yeah, library. Yeah, no, I'm sure himself. he has yeah, his own presidential yeah. library. But uh, James Brayshaw, he's finishing up. I think he's a chairman, not a president, but still. The James Brayshaw Presidential Library. I like go it. Go through all the great times of his time at North. And what about, uh, is it Ian Collis? Uh, Richard Collis. Richard Collis. Yeah. It's him giving the bird to Eddie. Absolutely, because he was there for about 20 years. Yeah, so it's just a, a long journey. Sydney Swans uh, uh, president. Maybe, yeah. yeah, just a statue of him out the front giving the bird. Yeah, yeah, that'd be nice. That'd just, be nice. Yeah, yeah. so that's, that's my idea for the AFL. We have okay. President Matt LeBlanc Presidential Library. That'd yep. be unbelievable. John Elliott, uh, donation given uh, yep. under have, the table. Have all the replica uh, 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 the, um, envelopes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. With, yeah. The, with the paper money in there. Yeah. Yeah, good old I think times. It's lovely. Yeah, how he's ruined a whole club. Ah. Oh. So anyway, that's my journey. Great. I like it. And uh, were you disappointed that you didn't... You were, it was a ruse that Job was in New York. Was he ever in New York? Uh, I reckon we had pretty good mail that he was there. Yeah, I think. And uh, there were a few articles confirming he was there. Wasn't there an article that actually said where he was? That's where I went to, I think, in the end. They said that's where he was working, but yeah. I don't think there was never any, never any photographic evidence. We there was never proof of life no of him proof. with the Herald Sun on that day. Although there was a tweet I saw. I think it was an SEN reporter. And he said, um, this is, I think, before I left. Yeah. And he was holding up a coffee, uh, said that this had been made by Job. Was Job in the photo? No. I can't believe it then. Yeah. I need to see Job in the picture with he's the in, coffee. Um, he's in Croatia now. Yeah. Yeah, with a few of the other players. Mate, they're having a ball. Oh, they're having a laugh. This drug regime's the best thing that's ever, ever happened to them. They get to have a um, European summer. European sojourn. They get to do the running of the bulls. Yeah. They've gone, they're in Croatia. They're hanging out with, uh, I'm sure, hot, hot Croatians. Yeah, yeah. Ugly Croatians. They love everyone. Yeah. They're, they're, not, they're not picky. picky. They're not picky, no. <laughs> You're a footballer. Why are you? Don't be picky. And uh, they're, they're in a ball. I think Croatia's a bit of a good party uh, country. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've yep. heard in summer. Yep. So maybe we should take a junk time sojourn over there. Yeah, a bit of a learning tour. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah find out what's going on. Let's get back to the footy, Michael. Oh. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Saturday night... Um, St Kilda have certainly stamped themselves as a massive chance for the uh, for the finals. Everyone thought the final eight was written off. Yeah, look, about three, four weeks ago they said it's over. It's stamped. It's it's close. They're going to have to be lucky to get in, but they are definitely making a crack for it. And also, um, I think Saints fans would be pretty thrilled they've won nine games this year. Oh, absolutely! But they are playing. So no one expected them to beat the doggies on the weekend, yeah. which gave them a, a game that no one saw coming. But yes. they've got North Melbourne this weekend. Yeah. So if they beat North, they'd be within a game. Of course, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Traditional eight-point game. It, it is eight-point game. Ultimate eight-point, maybe even twelve points, depending on how big your percentage is. Well, I know North have Hawthorne as well. Yeah. And I think, if I remember correctly, off the top of my head, the Saints have some. 
easier games. Yeah. No, yeah. North have got a very tough team. They play uh, the Allies. Oh, okay. Yeah. And yep. then uh, they, but in the last round, they, they're playing in the EJ Witten game. Yep, so they sure. should win that. Yeah, I heard they got a match against the South Bendigo Football Club as well. Yeah, okay. So yeah, no, they've got a big run home. They've got a big run home. On a big function night, you know, yeah. they fire up. No, absolutely, they do. They Get around it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, horror night for the doggies. Awful. Absolute horror. Um, Dale Morris twins his hamstring. That was just horrific scenes. Like he's. Just tweaked his hammy a little bit. Yeah. And I, the like, players, players were in tears. They were shook up. Yeah. Shook up by that news. You know, Bob Murphy was weeping uncontrollably, they said, yeah, down was, in the room. It was quite awful. It was yeah. horrible. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Because they said they, they tried to keep him separate from the, um, yeah. the rest of the players and get him out. Yeah. Before anyone could see him. Well, or hear they him. didn't want to see him limp. No. You know, he, could, he couldn't even go full. Like when he put his tracky dacks on, it just had a bit of a, ooh, yeah, ooh, a, bit of a, a cord a bit. Ooh, yeah. That hurt a bit. Yeah. Poor bloke. Tender. Just you feel for him, don't you? Yeah, he's on the ice. He's on ice. Okay, well, yeah. that's good. Yeah. So, what, one week out? I reckon, yeah. It's going to be tough. God, at this time of the year, that is yeah. devastating for, for an older statesman of the game. No, we're talking about Mitch Wallace. Horrific. It was horrific awful. injury. Awful, awful. And then and you played me the clip before, that um, oh. ABC Radio. ABC Radio. Tim Hodges is in the room. So, what happened, if you haven't seen it, Mitch Wallace, he goes to take a kick and gets pushed as he's kicking and kicks... With his right leg, kicks the back of his left leg wow. and snaps his shin. So he breaks his own leg. Yeah, which, which happened to Jake Stringer in the juniors, which mm-hmm. everyone wasn't sure whether he'd recover enough. And obviously he did. You know, he's taken by the doggies and he's playing quite well. But they said, so Tim Hodges was in the room afterwards and said uh, Wallace was just screaming uncontrollably. Mm. And the players had come in and they were trying to, get, uh, trying to get Wallace into the ambulance. One, so he'd be away from the players. And two, so they could beat the traffic. Mm. Um, but then, you know, you're subjecting everyone in traffic to that noise. I don't want to hear that. No, oh, yeah. You've just heard a loss. You don't need to hear old fucking misery guts in the ambulance. It, it sounded awful, though. Like, the oh. fact that the, they then talked about the players breaking down. Yeah. So, they, they were in the room with the coach. And, obviously, the coach can't give them a spray about losing the game when they can hear their mate yeah. in agony. So, the players came out. One of them broke down. They all broke down. It'd be awful. They're patting him and they're just going, this is just horrific. Yeah. And then it's like, go out and play footy. Well, no, that was the end of the game. Ah, there we go. So, they'd finish, but... You know, all the players had broken down and Bob Murphy had come down and was, uh, you know, trying to console each other then. It was yeah. just this horrific end to a bad game. And so Mitch Wallace is in hospital. And obviously everyone who's ever broken their leg comes out and, and talks about it. Nathan Brown being uh, from when he broke his leg when he was at Richmond. Yeah. Um, and he was never the same player. He said he tried to come back too soon and it wasn't good. And he was saying that... Uh, this is about, you know, what Mitch Wallace has got in store for him. He said he's in for a hard road. The hardest is when you get out of hospital and home for the first time just to get around in the pain that you're in. Like, basically, there's nothing you can do. Oh. But this is how he sums it up. So he reckons he'll be okay. He says, but he's a tough kid, Mitch Wallace. Comes from a good family, so I reckon he'll be okay. Now, yeah. my question here is, um, what's your family got to do with it? Yeah, no, no, I think. So, um, you go, like, the doctors go, um, what, what's your family like? Yeah. He goes, ah. Uh, Dad's a bit of a cockhead. You go, oh, God, oh, he's never going to play again. Two years. Yeah, oh, <laughs> fuck, no, his family. Because like, Nathan Brown never played again. Is his family shit? Like, yeah. <laughs> what are they coming down? Like, they just they put you on a trampoline and double bounce you while you've fucking got a broken leg? Flicking towels, the, the yeah. screws. <laughs> exactly, just taking you. Can I borrow your eyes? I've got a bourbon and coke on the go, mate. Stealing your crutches. Yeah, look at him, look at him limp. Look uh, at him cry. Come and get it, you fucking. Yeah, your whole family's just off their heads on Oxycontin while you're oh. screaming in agony. <laughs> so I'm not quite sure uh, how. I mean, maybe his dad. Or maybe his dad was a horse, and he broke his leg, and they had to put him down. Oh, that'd be a tragedy. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's the worst. So that's yeah. If your dad's a horse and you play footy, just be careful. I actually um, used to um, work at the Flemington Racecourse. Oh yeah, yeah. And so when a horse would break down, you know how you had to shoot it. T-shirt cannon. 
<laughs> no, no. Well, I remember one time I actually ran out of bullets. I had to pistol whip it to death. <laughs> So just a shocking night for the doggies. Absolutely terrible. Awful. And Jack Redpath did his knee as well. So they've lost a great midfielder. They've lost a big forward. So it's all going to come down to Tom Boyd. Jake Stringer will probably come back in this weekend. But you just feel for him. Yeah, they no, don't deserve this. It's full on, man. And also the volatility of the eight. Yeah. Nowadays, if you're winning. I mean, the Giants went from seventh to second yep. last night. You know, just jumping up and down. And the Cats went back into the top eight. Is that yeah. correct? Oh, or they went fifth. They went to top four. Oh, top four. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Um, so they went to fourth, I believe. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you win a game and you fly up five places and then you lose a game and you fly down five places. Yeah, it's incredible. It's gonna, and that's kind of – it's what you want. I mean, it's, you know, with the top eight pretty much sorted except for maybe that one position. If, if St Kilda mm. lose this weekend, you'd say it's almost over. Yeah. Uh, it's just good that there's a little bit of, little bit of stuff going on. Hmm. We enjoy it. Big game for the Baggers, Adam. Well, we nearly we nearly rattled the top eight. That's yeah. that's what we do, mate. Shape you know, the eight. Shape the eight. That is that shape is what our eight. club is about for the rest of this season. <laughs> We're going to shape eight. the eight. You nearly did by a goal. It was a really close game. Out. We had our chances deep in the last quarter to win that. Well, not even win it, but you know, uh, tie to tie to come within a kick. Yeah, um, which we did is a pretty good job. Sydney, a pretty decent team, mate. I've got a feeling I know why you lost. Really, in yeah. the last quarter. I think your coach was all over the shop. Oh, don't you say that about Bolts, mate. Yeah, because we got an email from uh, Trevor. Thank you, Trevor. Here's a little story from the weekend. We haven't really had a coach in real life sort of story. Not so much, But no. we love it. This is, a, this is a classic. So we were at the Swans Blues game at the SCG with my eight-year-old son, and he needed to go to the loo at the end of the, th- the three-quarter time break. I get that. Kids, you know, you've had a few few, few jars. froffies, yeah. and you need, you need a bit of a, even if it's mid-strength. Mid-strength, yeah. It goes through the kids. <laughs> That's what I find when oh. I take the kids to the footy. I find it. When I go there with my nephew and niece and yeah. stuff. Oh, it's, they can't it handle it. It costs so much money to drink all the bourbons. <laughs> and um, So he was going into a cubicle mm. as Blues coach Bolton rushes in and desperately asks if he can use the toilet. There are plenty of urinals, so it must have been a sit-down moment. Uh-huh. My son, wearing his swan skier, flat out said, No! And shut the door on him. <laughs> Bolton dashed up that dash back out again. So he would have been busting for a number two the whole last quarter. Isn't that funny? That is a great one. Thank you so much for that, Trevor. Is it? Do you find it bizarre that the coaches have to share public toilets? Yeah, maybe. Maybe he had a realization because I his reckon way down. surely there would be toilets nearby. Actually, haven't said that. If you look at Eddie, like the coaches' boxes there, and then don't, don't they go out the back and then come down a stairwell and come through the crowd? Yeah, so I suppose they've got to go into the into the change room. Yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> there can't be really be. You know what would be great is if they they put a toilet in the back of the coaches' box, so not that you can see it, but just so there's a door. But you know when the camera's on a portaloo. Yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. Just like at the back of a, a corporate box, it's yep. a little toilet. It doesn't need to be massive, no. but you just know, you know, they've got the camera on there, and you go. It's gone for more than 25 seconds. You're going, he's gone for a dunk, <laughs> which would be great. And then you see the other coaches just like, oh, God. But also, uh, you know how they have the security guards following them down? Yeah. So do you think a security guard would have to follow him into, to- into the toilets? Kind of wait by the cubicle? Oh, I would have hoped if the security guard there, he just uh, <clears throat> gives the eight-year-old a little bit of a bunk on the face and goes, oh. mate, get the fuck out. It's <laughs> Brendan Bolton. He needs to take a dump. Yeah. Pay some respect. Unless, because he's an eight-year-old, that kid needed to go into the, like, it was a junior toilet. Oh, like a smaller one? A smaller one, a lower one okay. with a little potty on there or something. Well, that would, that would work for Brendan Bolton. Yeah, exactly. Well, That's why Bolts wanted that particular <laughs> toilet. And the eight-year-old's like, no, nah, mate, got to back one out. <laughs> Fuck off, Bolts. So does that mean Brendan Bolton maybe was on his way down? So he's talking to the players at three-quarter time and all he's seeing is like, 
I could take a dump. I wonder. I, I wonder if it's uh, on his way back up or on, his way on his way down. Yeah, to the that's a good question. Because you question. go the line coaches. Look, Barks, can you just give him a bit of a rev up here? Because I, I think if you're going to take a dump, you'd want to hold on until after your speech. Yeah, so yeah, okay, you, yeah. So if you miss the first minute or so, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, you can miss the first minute of the quarter, can't you? Yeah. But see, then that's when most people would have been going back to their. Seats. Yeah, they'd still be pretty crowded, though. Yeah. Three-quarter time break gets I pretty just, crowded. Uh, I just find it distracting. I think uh, from now on, Brendan Bolton, like two hours before a game, should load up on – or night before a game, load up on laxatives. Well, I'm calling for him to have a, 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 a bag. Oh, colostomy. bag. Yeah. So you can just no, – No time to waste. Yeah, yeah, okay. We can't have – like, imagine if it's three-quarter time of a grand final. That's a very good point. Can't have a coach doing that three-quarter time. Yeah. Get a bag. I think every coach should just be just for just for speed and efficiency. Well, no. All right, you just fill the coach's box with toilets. They sit on the toilet. Wear a nappy. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> you go. Gee, he's got a he's got a big bottom. You go. No, no, no. He's he's about to give the players a rev up, and he doesn't want to hold back. <laughs> so thank you for that, Trevor. And uh, to your eight year old son, mate, tell him pull his head in. I'm not happy with that. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, up against you. Yeah. Hey, another coach tale. Mm. Clarko. Oh, now you went. You you came back yesterday from America and you went straight to the football. Is that correct? Yeah. Yep. Had a bit of a few withdrawal symptoms, did you? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't get to watch much over there. That's I, was, a shame. I was flat chat. Yeah. Right. Checking out presidential libraries, mate. Oh, that's that's not that's not the total truth, though, is it? Didn't you watch some some football related TV shows on your laptop while you're over there? Oh, I watched AFL three sixty. You watched AFL three sixty yeah, while you're in America. This is one episode. Yeah. Yeah. I had some downtime. Uh huh. It was like night time. Yep. You yeah. didn't go out partying. Didn't go out, hit the bars, chamber on the ladies and the American ladies. Oh, not so much by myself. You I didn't mean, go I met up tell with, them about junk time. Met up with various friends throughout the uh, throughout the journey. So you thought I'll have a quiet night I'm, in. I'm very well liked. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Across the board. Yeah, that is very true. So you <laughs> thought you'd have a night in, give the ladies of Boston or wherever you were a bit of a break. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you would watch AFL 360. Yeah, I was by like yourself. a late night, late yeah. night adventure. Yeah, I was. I had nothing to do. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, did I ever tell you about the the puppet interview with Buckley? Oh, is that AFL 180? Yeah. Have I brought this up before? I don't think so. So they have the puppets. Yeah. So at the end of On the Couch, I can't remember. Or is it after the AFL 360 episodes? I think it's after On the Couch. Yeah. So if you haven't seen it, there's two puppets. There's a Puppet Robbo, Puppet Jared. Yeah, and they're quite cute. Yeah. Yeah. But so they're doing an interview with Buckley. Mm. And the Robbo puppet goes, Nathan, <laughs> if you don't make the finals, will you resign? Yeah, right. That's, no, that's thought, not comedy. That's not a I fun that's, question. That's, that's real robber. And we know Nathan Buckley's not known for his sense of humour. Yeah. But also it makes me... And he's just gone, fuck off. Yeah. fucking puppet. Yeah, he's just said fire to the puppet. Just melted the puppet's face. But it also makes me think of all the questions that'll be asked this year by the AFL media. Mm. They're probably the most... The toughest question has been asked that's by a puppet. puppet. <laughs> but it was a really weird thing because you know how they're having kind of fun and games. So oh. It's a very brief segment. Yeah. And... um. But then it's like, that was a really harsh question. Yeah, there was. Out of just because it's nowhere. from a puppet. Yeah. It doesn't make it any easier. Yeah. <laughs> a robo puppet. Yeah. Another weird tale, Adam. Mm. So, Hawthorne, we know about the musical backgrounds. Well, horses. They loved horses. Loved singing horses after yeah. stirring interstate winds. Yeah, but it became more than that. It became pretty much every win, grand final wins. They'd all start singing horses. Well, they're and... very stirring winds. Well, were they? <laughs> so, here's a weird one. Okay. okay. So, Clarko, uh, according to Sean Burgoyne. One of the hardest coaches Ever known to man. Tough nut. Yeah. Enjoys Psychopath. 
Like, never seen a never seen a Port Adelaide supporter's throat he didn't want to punch. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, wall punching. Yeah. Idiot. Angry ant. Yeah. Enjoys pulling out a guitar and leading the Hawthorne players in group sing-alongs. This, uh, this strangest story. Oh, well, actually, the Danky story is number one. And yeah. now this one. Yeah. Clarko would even prepare lyrics for players who may not know the songs. And he even once wrote his own song for the players to learn. Who? <sighs> I did not know. He also sang Vance Joy's Riptide. Yes. Was a favourite. And I can imagine the players getting into that. So clarko has gone, you know what? I want to make be, the boys happy. That would be in the players' wheelhouse, I reckon. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, they would love that. So yeah. he's, But when does he bring it out? Well, so Clarko sometimes played his guitar at meetings with the players. This is from Burgoyne. It changes, changes it up a bit. Yeah. You can't have the same type of meetings each week. Or you oh, get absolutely. A bit bored. Sometimes he'll bring in the guitar. What is he, David Brent? I, I've, <laughs> I, I've never pictured that in my entire life. I, I find it so odd. Now, I know his daughter plays the uh, piano. Uh-huh. She, um, she sang, you know that? She sang at uh, Best and Ferris. Oh, okay. Yeah, a couple of years ago. Stirring? Stephanie, I think it is. Uh, yeah, it was a very nice song. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, oh, it wasn't anyway. Vance Joy's Riptide. No, it wasn't, no. I mean, now that you know this, though, if you go to the BNF this year or if you win the grand final, oh, Clarko's got to come guitar. out. He's got to get the guitar out. Absolutely. And how has this not come out so far, like he's four. been there for a long time. What? Ten years? End of 04, yeah. Okay, so 12 years. Yeah. He must have just learnt the guitar recently. There's no way we wouldn't have heard about this prior to this. Sure. Maybe that's what wooed the board back in the meeting of 04. Oh. Kind of doing the presentation. They said, yeah, Clarko, we're not sure if you fit Bill. And he went, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> I got something up my, yeah, up my I've sleeve. I've got a little uh, four premiership ditty I'd like to sing to you. Take me down to the paradise. <laughs> that is incredible. That. Imagine the first time. Okay, so you're in the... Um, you're in the room, you're yep. in the meeting, yep. uh, you're going, oh yeah, what, what's that guitar case? Who's, yeah. who's playing guitar? Who's here? Yeah. Maybe Vance Joy's here. <laughs> this is going to be all right. Or else... Or Daryl Braithwaite. Oh yes, up. of course, horses. Yeah. Great. Mm. And then Clarko picks it up, you go, oh, where's this going? Hey, who's he going to bring in? Who's he going to introduce? This is great. And then Clarko starts strumming away and the player's like, it's so weird. What the fuck's going on here? <laughs> is that why Bradley Hill wants out of... And you have to kind of play along. Like, he might be really bad at it. And yeah. like, oh, well played, Clarko. Well yeah. done. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Pitch perfect, mate. Oh, was that Vance Joy? <laughs> uh, no, it was uh, Clarence Clearwater Revival. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure we're going to see him. Uh, uh, yeah, like you said, if they do, if they do salute this year, yeah, the guitar will come out for sure. It has. To, uh, if it doesn't, it's just a disappointment to to football fans everywhere. Yeah, I actually will be. I'll be actually sad about a four peat if we don't see the guitar. Yeah, like it'd be it'd be empty. It would be. It would be hollow, <laughs> wouldn't it? It would be hollow. Do you think he should um, like have it in the box? Oh, yeah. On game day? Yeah, yeah. So when things are kind of, you know, cruisy. Yeah, when things are going well. Yeah. Or just like, um, you know, uh, when someone does a clanger, it goes... <laughs> <laughs> if it's an electric guitar, I'm assuming. Or do you think he's an acoustic kind of guy? I think he'd be acoustic. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. A bit more mellow. Yeah. Calming. I don't, I, don't, I don't think he'd be a rock dog, you know. Uh, but he, he'd, he wouldn't mind, you know, getting it out there, smashing a guitar. Oh, well, I'm sure, he's, I'm sure if they, you know, turn against him. Yeah. He's got a weapon now. I just like the idea he's even written his own song for the players to learn. I want to see that song, too. I want to hear it. So, you know, you're worried about, uh, you're thinking, fuck, I should, know, I should know the structures when I'm running out on the ground. Who, who do I go to? Who am I tagging? Mm. You know, do I kick to the fat side? Do we go down the corridor? Yeah. But all the players are worried about is, the oh, lyrics. fuck, what's the lyrics to Clark? It's the chorus. song. Fucking hell. Trav would be all over the shop, wouldn't he? Yeah, uh, <laughs> mate, he wouldn't be able to play. He'd be in the reserves all, every time. That is one of the most intriguing stories I've ever heard. Um, Adam Goods was on Play School. Did oh, you catch a that? Lot of, a lot of media street going on. A lot of media street. And mm. I've got to tell you, I was furious. Could you hear in the background? No. Oh, Big Ted and Jemima. Boo! Oh, that is disgusting. Like, it was outrageous. No, but so they were booing because he's a diver. Um, he um, wrote a... Uh, <coughs> 
ca- uh, read, sorry, Counting Aussie Animals in My Backyard, which is um, oh, Brendan yeah. Favola's favourite book. Yep, good. Uh, it was the choice between that or The Rat by John Platten. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Mate, good porterhouse steaks at the Prince Alfred Hotel. And because uh, uh, for our international listeners, um, Play School is a. Uh, Educational it's like Sesame show. Street, I guess. Yeah, for toddlers. Yeah, uh, education. Well, you learn things like um, you never touch a man's wallet or wife. <laughs> yep, Important yep. rules like that. Yeah, little things like that. Yep, that. Yep. And um, actually, that I didn't. I can't believe this didn't get a mention. Actually, okay. Because uh, what else happened? Trav Clerk was on it as well. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. He had to uh, kick the ball through the round window, but um, missed on the fall. <laughs> <laughs> Took out the camera. That was the end of that episode. So good on you, Goodsy Mace. Yeah, good to see him back. No, I like to see it. Well, it's good that he's going down Media Street. Drew Petrie has gotten off Media Street. Really? Yeah, he was having a bit of a bad run pretty much while you were out of the country, Michael. Drew Petrie was not playing very well. A lot of traffic on Media Street. It's a very busy place. Yeah, very busy. And he needs to get off it. But what I always wonder with players like that is, like, um, what? how much media is he doing? He was on uh, Radio Sport National, uh, which is a, a – he does a, a spot on the breakfast show, which is like a um, – a, I guess it's a, a, a general breakfast, general sporting show, and then during the day they call the races. Oh, oh that was esteemed. Esteemed station. Yeah, 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 absolutely. You hear it in TABs everywhere. So it really is in the car and he has a chat on the way to training. Yeah. yeah. Or he might be at home and he goes, oh, I just got to, uh, I won't eat the rest of my, I'll put my oats down for a second. Yeah. I'll come back to it before I go down Media Street. And, and it's just, like, but, he, he took that off so he could focus on his footy. It's like, mate, you, you're not a journalist. You're not, you're not hunting down stories. You're no. not on the phone all day going, oh, I need a scoop on this. Yeah, Who shot Danky? We already have. <laughs> you know, he's not out there chasing stories. You're doing six minutes of media. You do the footy show every now and again. Yeah. You're I, not hosting the footy show. No, it's no big deal. You're not writing the questions for Millionaire. And when you're doing the... You're uh, not on the chase. When you're doing the, ra- the radio conversations, like they're just lobbing up softballs. It's like, how are you going to go on the weekend? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, look, they're going to be tough, you know. Yeah, you don't see the Petrie family on Family Feud. No, we should though. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, he doesn't want any of the. The family can't go down once Drew's off Media Street. The whole family's off Media yeah, Street. But he has given up his role in Home and Away. Yeah, because that does take a while. Well, it does. I mean, it, yeah, but he gets he gets good town out of it, yeah. and he needs that. Good point. So he's off Media Street, and now he's down. Uh, can't take a overhead mark Avenue. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> it's a good street. Got his jumper ripped on the weekend. I know, before the bounce. Yeah. How many jumpers do you reckon they take to a game? Uh, that's a good question. That's a true question for Property mm. Stewart, a.k.a. Bootstutter. But well, we did have a Property Stewart on the, on the, on the, on the live show. Nick Wade, yes, yeah. last year. Did we yeah. ask him that? Um, we probably did. Probably, yeah. yeah. We should um, go back and listen to that. Yeah. So, mm. Brad Hill had a secret meeting with Ross Lyon. Kind of been too secret. No. no one seems to know about it. Clarko certainly knew. I would say it's not too secret if Clarko knows about it. He wants to head home. He's homesick. Yeah. He wants to head back to Perth and play with his brother. Yep. At Frio. Mm. And to Steve me, that help. just screams of like the weirdness. You know the weirdness I'm talking about? No. Showering with your brother. That's weird. Who showers with their brother? Well, you're going to have to. Oh, gotcha. After the game. Right, not, the game, not after training. Yeah, okay. Not like in the house. It's weird. We're coughing fits today. Yeah. What is it that weird? Like, do you know, like at Christmas, you know, when you go back and you're all you're okay, playing okay. some backyard cricket, you go, fuck, it's hot. Yeah. Better, better have a bit of a shower before, before Christmas dinner. Okay. And you, you have a family, you know, have family. Okay, here's, here's a little test for you then. Okay. Yep. Okay. You mm-hmm. got a sister. Yeah. Okay. Just tonight. Mm-hmm. Go shower with her. Okay. Yeah, see if that's normal. All right, I'll give her a buzz. Yeah. I'll see how, I'll see how it goes down. Not your mum. No, no, no. I'm not weirdo. <laughs> no, but uh, all right, I'll give, I'll give her a buzz and I'll, we'll, we'll have a shower together. So you don't think that they should be at the same team? What about the Selwoods? They've been doing it for years. Yeah, it's weird. So we're knocking their heads. <laughs> He's got troubles. Yeah, right. Do you not find that weird? 
Well, I hadn't really, hadn't really considered it as much. I think about it every day. <laughs> <laughs> what are you worried about? What are you worried about seeing? No, like, anyway. So uh, we'll when's the last on. time you saw your brother naked? Um, let me see. Uh, what day is it? <laughs> <laughs> I saw him in New York. It's doing well. Yep. G'day, Martin. Um, but uh, he uh, wants to head back there homesick, and I suppose I don't know. He's got his three premierships or whatever, and so yeah, no, yeah wander no. over. Yeah, he's do, had you, fun. do you tell the club before you go and have that meeting though? Because I mentioned it's the kind of thing if they find out they'd be they'd be annoyed that you didn't tell them. Well, you know what? If he wants to go back home, because everyone seems to think if you're going home, it's okay. Mm. That they go, oh yeah, we'll let you go. You're homesick. Yeah, it yeah. plays a big part. So he probably said, you know what? I'm going to want to go back at the end of the next contract. If you can do a broker a deal, yeah, if you can broker a deal that everyone's happy. Yeah, everyone needs to be happy, Michael. Absolutely. And they probably said, yeah, right, go have a chat. Yeah. See what, see, see what Rossi Lyons prepared to offer. And Rossi Lyons said, we'll give him nothing. Yeah. And then if you get, take it from there. Gets out of line, I'll yeah. fucking kill him. Yeah. Oh, g'day. G'day, Brad. How are you? <laughs> would you like to come to Fremantle, would you? It's a very nice town. Now, I know they're talking about Brad Hill and Stephen Hill being reunited, but I think we've had a bigger uh, bigger couple reunited over the last, last month or so. Mm-hmm. And we've had witnesses to it. What's this one? Which is brilliant. Well, our, our listener, John... <laughs> Our listener, John, who was in Bali. Oh, of course. Yeah. And he said, uh, hey, guys, I got married in Bali a couple of weeks ago and actually saw the now infamous, and it was infamous, Carrie and Archer meeting. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, they were at Nirvana Bar in Seminyak watching the NRL State of Origin with Ricky Olerenshaw, former Essendon uh, player and uh, player manager. That's a blast and, from the past. And worst uh, special comments <laughs> about the writer. And he said, seemed to be in good spirits. So you and I, we've been to Bali. We've, we have. We've been in Seminyak. Uh, we didn't go have. to Nirvana Bar. No. Because we didn't have anything to patch up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we were fine. That, that, to be a fly on the wall in that conversation, hey? Wouldn't it be great? It'd be awesome. So they, they must have, they wouldn't have accidentally met there. So they must have said before, hey, look, we need to have a chat about stuff. No, no, I think they were both in Melbourne. And they said, we've got to do this on neutral territory. Yeah, okay. So fly to Bar. Where do you want to go? Nirvana Bar? Yeah, Yeah, that's definitely. the place to do it. Definitely. Um, that's where all the negotiations yeah. are, are held. Yeah, that's good mediation there. That's where they, they broker the truce, World War Two. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. Nevada mm, Bar. So they, they signed it there. Yeah. That's unbelievable. You don't really read a lot about that. So my understanding is that the Carey and Archer matching up was A, for them together. Yes. But also then brokering a deal to kind of go and... Chat with steve Chat with steve Chat with yeah. steve Which I yeah. think then Carey just did at a function. At the 20th reunion of the 96 yeah. Premiership, he actually spoke and came out and... Because uh, uh, Anthony Stevens came out and said, I've never been apologized properly apologised to. And he came yeah. out and said, I apologise unreservedly. Oh, wow. No reserves on his apologies. Oh, good on you, Doug. Yeah. And he said, I'm, I'm apologising. Now things, now things aren't awkward. They can all laugh about the barbecue at Archer's place. <laughs> have a bit of a chuckle. Do they have a reunion for the barbecue at Archer's place? Oh, fuck. They've got to, <laughs> don't they? That would be great. And you know where you do it? At Archie's place. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, well, you do that. Yeah, you recreate yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. You get and a Kelly impersonator to wander in the toilet. Yeah. Oh, look, it's happening again. Look what's oh, Steve, it's all a good laugh. Yeah, come on, mate. Ah. Get a sip. Why are you crying? Sorry about the window. <laughs> <laughs> but Nirvana Bar, so if you are thinking about going to Nirvana Bar to have a reunion, have some mediation done, yeah. I, uh, I thought I'd go to TripAdvisor okay. and check out some of the reviews there. Oh, great, yeah. Yeah, just, you know, to let our listeners know what goes on. Um, one person writes, uh, we came here Friday, September 11th. Jeez, oh, you could have picked a better date for that. To watch the Eagles play AFL. What's the date mean? Like, why, did, why have the date? Yeah, that's a good point. Who cares what day or date well, it was? I don't know. Maybe if you're American, you go, oh, this, this can't be good. It was the first place we came across and was packed. So, obviously... Uh, Very popular. 
Well, also, you're staying next door to it. There's a lot of places in Bali. If that's the first place you came across, okay. you're, you're staying next door. Uh, we thought we would have dinner there, seeing as they advertise how good their burgers are. Oh, well, I always follow the signs <laughs> yeah, at the front of a restaurant. Says, I mean, you and I, I mean, we both got uh, poisoning <laughs> in Bali, and, yeah. and the place said worst burgers in <laughs> yeah. Bali, and we went, well, we've yeah. got to ch- check this out. You are guaranteed to vomit in an airport <laughs> yeah. if you eat here. Yeah, and how right they were. So... Uh, it said, seeing how uh, the adv- advertise how good their burgers are. Next sentence, wrong. <laughs> they were meat patties and very average. Oh. We came back the next day. What? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? We came back the next day to watch Frio and drink. All right, you Eagles fans or you Frio fans? What are you? Pick yeah. a side. Fuck, just because you're from Perth doesn't mean you support everyone. Yeah, it's not fucking friendly games. Jesus. Uh, we were promoted to pay our bill twice, Ooh. even though we were there for about four hours drinking. It's interesting. Prompted to pay the bill twice? Well, yeah, actually, very good point. I was mm. wondering why it said promoted. Yeah. yeah. Prom- See, you know, I'd hate this. Bomber Thompson. Fucking typos, <laughs> mate. Did Bruce, sign Bruce Reed? Yeah, yeah, exactly. They charge us for drinks the second time around and we challenge the bill. Oh, God. You know this would have been there? ugly. Challenge. Oh, this would have been ugly. Yeah. An Australian yelling at a Balinese dude. Yeah. We were told, no, sorry, the computer doesn't lie. No, I agree. Absolutely. Fact. When the computers lie? Never. I mean, I'm on the internet right now. Yeah. All truth. We, were, we paid the bill. Oh, right. So now all of a sudden you're conceding. What's the bill? Like, it would have been 10 bucks. Yeah. And we're cautious to not order any food. People only went for the footy, which was obvious. They do have a great fire show, but I would watch from the street. Oh, fuck. <laughs> fire show? Like a kind of fireworks thing? Oh, no. It must be like fire twirling. Oh, of course. Yeah. And, and uh, shit like that. Uh, Give us more Nirvana bar. All right. The food was just horrible. We've been in Bali for two weeks and not once have we eaten this terribly. Service was okay. Price is low, as was the quality of the food. Well, what were we expecting? Hmm. I'm confused why Arch and uh, Kerry went there. It doesn't sound like a top-notch place. These are people who are making a fair bit of money. They'd yeah. be well off. Well, okay, here's some people who went for the state of origin as Arch and, and the Duck did. Ah, yes, maybe this is signed by Kerry. Ah. No, it was May 2015. No. Went to Nirvana for the state of origin at this Aussie-owned bar. My wife's bourbon and coke went up from about $7 to $17. What? Yeah. During state of origin! Exclamation mark. That's why I'm yelling. Would have stayed and eaten after, not after the money grabber, grabbing owner pulled a stunt like that. Seventeen bucks for a bourbon, but well, I went even, from seven to seventeen. I'm even stunned that it was seven in the first place. Yeah, I, I can't, I can't believe that. What, what, what's a drink in Bali? Wasn't it like about two, three bucks? Yeah, something yeah. like that for a bintang. Yeah, and that's at the resort. Yeah, not a not Nirvana bar. And then this one uh, said. Uh, uh, these, the toilets there are disgusting. I wouldn't fuck my best mate's wife in there. Fuck. Uh, that's from the duck in Melbourne. Uh, so that was pretty nice. <laughs> so get yourself to Nirvana Bar. It's a, it's a good place. Oh, to yeah. Sounds it. lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, David King got in a Twitter fight. They're the worst fights. Oh, dude. Isn't it so embarrassing when someone gets in a flame war? Yeah. It's so embarrassing. Yeah. You, you, you don't want to do it. And you don't want to do it with David King either. That guy. I mean, he's, he's got some downtime in the lab. Well, that's the thing. I understand. Like, he's probably stressed. Because, mm. I mean, he's working in the lab 24-7. Yeah. Working out, you know, inside 50s. Defense, well, I mean, that quadrant. Yeah, the quadrant who's going to win the premiership. The quadrant doesn't make itself. And also, like, we never see David King's pressure factor, but that must be up high. Oh, constantly. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the guy's taken a lot. He's now um, on the couch. Yeah. You know, yes. taking, taking the single chair. Yeah. 
You know, the dude's under a lot of pressure. And so you reckon he, he asked, can I be on the couch? The show's called On the Couch, but I'm on the chair. <laughs> I'm on the chair, yeah. That's not fair. You should be on the couch and on the chair. Yeah, they should have like a, false advertising. an L-shaped couch. They're not hard to come by. No, no. We could look lovely in that studio. Yeah. Yeah. A nice, can you get, although, can you get big, big-ass couches like that in the, the lovely leather that they have in the On the Couch studio? Well, I mean, I tell you what, they would have searched for far and wide. Yeah, that's to get true. That particular that's couch. true. That yeah. Because you've got to hold on to the Chief and JB, too. Like oh, no, absolutely, there's absolutely. some big butts to... No, it needs to be, it needs to be like an eight-seater couch, hmm. but it's called on the couch, not on the chair. So we got in a flame war yeah. with um, Craig Lambert. Oh, yeah. Uh, so welfare boss at um, Brisbane. He'd be a busy man, wouldn't he? Being the welfare boss in Brisbane. Like, it's his job to try and keep the players, isn't it? Like, a lot of players uh, stay with Craig Lambert. He looks after them. He makes sure they love Brisbane. He says, these are the cool places to go in Brisbane. Yeah, head down to Fortitude Valley. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, head on down there. Yeah. Wet and wild. Takes them up to wet and wild during the off-season. Yeah. Yeah. He does all that kind of shit. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, takes them to the um, surfers. Yeah. Catch the tram. Yeah. No, he loves it. So they had a bit of a back and forth because Kingy said they should get rid of Rockcliffe. Mm. And then Lambert kind of said, you're an idiot. So it went back and forth about four or five times. Yeah. And but also, also, he said to... So David King said to uh, Craig Lambert, you drinking again, Craig? Oh, that's a bit, a bit of a low blow. Yeah. So is that... Mate, like, what if he was drinking? What if he's, uh, he's fallen off the, off the wagon alcoholic? And he wouldn't be the first person to kind of liquor up and tweet. Yeah. But also, uh, have you heard this reference before? I hadn't heard it before. Mm. Um, it, one of the tweets is, David, I don't have your number. Send it through any time and I will call. Trust me, I won't... I won't chip out with you. Oh, you don't want to chip out with anyone. What's chip out mean? Mate, you don't never chip out with someone. But what's it mean? Mate, just don't. That's all I'm saying. I can't not chip out if I don't know yeah, what well, chip I'm out means. Well, I'm just saying, don't chip out, mate. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, if you want to cross the line and chip out with me, it's going to be fucking on. Are you chipping out? Are you chipping out? <laughs> Do not chip out with me, my friend. But they referenced that a few times. There's a lot of talk of chipping out. Oh, fuck. I didn't realise it was so harsh. Yeah. They're talking about chipping out on each other. So what's that mean? Kind of like have a go. It means you're chipping out. Okay. Okay. I, I have honestly never heard that before. Chip out. I won't chip, chip out. Chip out. Yet. Is it like... No, it's not like chirping. Chirping is completely different. Can people tweet us at our Junk Time Apple Pod or Twitter? Mm-hmm. See what chip out means. I imagine it means I won't, I won't have a crack at you. I'll be mild and measured. Happy to chip out and... Dis- but it says here, just saw this tweet from the ultra-courageous David King. Happy to chip out and discuss at your leisure. So he's happy to chip out. Yeah, yeah. No, he, and he said, trust me, I won't chip out. So he's very adamant that there will not be chipping out at any stage. But then he says, that's only three excuses so far. Call me when you chip out. I say, Kingy's chipping out now. Everyone's chipping out. <laughs> I don't understand. They're using it in two different contexts. Yeah, so... Did you chip out? No, I'm not chipping out. So Hang on, what do you mean by chip out? I, f- I thought chipping out was having a crack. <laughs> no, chipping out's being friends. Hang yeah, on. Yeah, so Kingy was chipping out, and then Craig said, I won't chip out, but I will chip out. I will chip out and discuss at your leisure. <laughs> I'm confused. Oh, we need to get them to the Nirvana bar. Yeah. Get this thing yeah, solved. Yeah, that's a very good point, isn't it? Hey, Adam. Yeah. Love's in the air. When isn't it? Hey, uh, we just got interrupted, Adam. Yeah, well, thank, thank God we got a doorbell and uh, we didn't have to um, shoot at Wayne Jackson <laughs> Studios to get us to come down. Yeah, speak of the devil. So we were talking about Tomo's book earlier on. And, Bomber's uh, book. Bomber's book. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I keep Why saying Tomo. Him Tomo? Um, Bomber's. Um, and we got a knock on the door, essentially, and uh, the postman just delivered Bomber's book. The so, whole story. Thank you very much, Belinda. That's very kind of you. Um, that's very, very kind of you. Um, no, we have a quick read. We'll have a read. It'd be great. 
Well, it says on the back, I'm an independent. I make no apologies for calling it as I see it. This is go. my story after all. Isn't that funny? We talked about him earlier and now we've got the book. Let's talk about stuff we want. I want a Lamborghini. Do you reckon that'll show up? Yep. That's going to happen. Um, love is in the Hopefully, air. Um, well, if we've got any luck, by the end of this uh, episode, Clarko will be singing it <laughs> He's out. singing a song. <laughs> love is in the air, Adam. Oh, yeah. Uh, couple who met at Eddie Ad. Yeah. Got married at Etihad. Oh, isn't that sweet? Have yeah. you ever picked up at the footy? Um, can't say. Mm, there was that time at the toilets. Yeah. Um, With Brendan Bolton. Uh, but also, it was the first wedding they'd had at Etihad. Well, that's... Are you surprised by that? I'm very surprised by that. No. I, I mean, Michael, it's just... It doesn't... The, does it say love to you? Well, I figure there's like function rooms. I imagine it was in a function room there. People, no, no, no. They got married like... At gate six or something. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't get married in a function room. Oh, okay. So just by the by the entrance. I, I think they may have used the ground for photos and stuff like that, or yep. maybe got married in there, but not no, not in a function room. Oh, really? I'm so did, sure. did guests have to kind of put a ticket through the? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, half the guests missed the wedding because they just couldn't <laughs> they get locked out the front. Room. Yeah. <laughs> do you which which end do you have the wedding at? Do you have it at the Lockett end or Coventry end? Coventry. Yeah. Mm. I'd go Lockett. I'm a Lockett I man. prefer that. That's where I lost my virginity. Oh, so okay. it has a lot of meaning for me. I'd do it at the Lloyd end, actually. Would you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that, I find that quite fascinating. Although, what an adventure. Where would you get married? If you had to get married at a football context, where would you get married? Oh, God. Uh, probably a bakery in Port Melbourne. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's catered. You know there's a good MC available. <laughs> and it's going to be a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of funny stories. Yes. And a lot of uh, Toot tooting. hot ladies around, and it's going to go for days. Yeah, I'd get married in the foyer at Metro, where Dermy drove his motorbike in. Okay. Yeah. That's nice, because they're just about to bulldoze that, so they won't be able to last too long. Okay. Or they're yeah. just about to build apartments there, so... Oh, are they really? You won't be... Yeah, I think... Isn't that a historical landmark, though? Seeing Dermy rode his motorbike into the foyer at Metro? Yeah, well, that's a very good point. Shouldn't we campaign the government? Will that be on part of our bus tour? Yeah, actually, Absolutely. The bus tour, I, I, I almost get the feeling that a bus tour could be a reality. I think it should happen. We go I around mean, all the Melbourne icons. So Nick Maxwell and I talked about it uh, while you were away last week, and there are a lot of potentials yes. for us. Spot where Fev pissed on the uh, pissed on the restaurant. On the restaurant, so like, that was in was Paran. So you could do a little Street? bit of a mini Fev tour. So mm. there's Fev pissing on the restaurant in Paran. There's Fev with the pink dildo at Fed Square. And while we're in Paran, we should probably go to where Dusty did the chopsticks. Of course. Yeah, that's nearby. Yeah, someone tweeted that to us. Mm. And also with Fev, Melbourne Uni, when he ran through and sprayed the uh, fire extinguisher. Was that Melbourne Uni, was it? Yeah, that was early days with uh, Matty Lappin and maybe Ryan Houlihan. Okay. (laughs) Wow, we could do a Fev bus tour. Oh, absolutely. So there could be a lot of Fev stuff. Yeah. Where else could you go? What about uh, if you went down to the Prince of Wales so you could see where uh, Simon Black and Michael Voss... Oh, that'd be awesome. And... Stephen uh, Lawrence? Yeah, Stephen Lawrence, Secure? I believe, yeah. Yeah, got yeah. in a punch on with some punters before the grand final a few years ago. Oh, didn't a dude, like, chuck a billiard, billiard ball, ball. them? Yeah, I believe so. That looked brutal. Yeah, and so we can do that. We can reenact everything that oh, happens. That'd be fantastic. What a great story. Yeah. I like that. What else? There's Kane Johnson. He took a bit of a... At a, the cop shop. At the cop shop yeah. in, in St Kilda Road. That was smart. Oh, wasn't there? Who was the player that urinated at the nightclub? Uh, oh, well, who? Yeah, <laughs> we tried. Yeah, let's narrow that down. <laughs> um, that'd be awesome. Um... And also, I noticed a thing yesterday at the Hawthorne game. Yeah. I hadn't seen this before. It's, it's called Matchmaker. So oh, here we go. From what I can gather, Hawthorne are setting people up on blind dates at the football. Oh. And you could enter and, you know, and then... So I think it was half time. 
Well, I guess and they had got... a very awkward couple being interviewed by the oh god by the dude at, on the on the big screen in front of how many people? Like fifty thousand people? Yeah, fifty one thousand, I think. Yeah. So they get interviewed and be like, you know, are you DTF? And yeah, like, oh, pretty yeah, much. Absolutely. Yeah, that's like, what have you got up to so far? Yeah. You know? What base you got up to? <laughs> oh, so they should introduce him at the start of the game, come back to him at the end of the game. So What have you done? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you got photos? <laughs> I love that. And so, what was the other thing they did at the, at the, at the footy? I, I think they might have done this at a few games as well, just by the I think it's a nationwide campaign, uh-huh. but it's a Woolworths thing, and it's called Sports Smiles. Yep. And so I think it was three-quarter time. I looked on the screen, and I'm just like, what the fuck's going on here? Yeah. And people had put orange pieces into their mouth. Oh, so like at three-quarter time when you need an orange, you put yeah. it in there as like a, a humorous mouth guard. Yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah. And so everyone... Kind of a prank that Brett Delidio might play. Yeah, pretty much, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he put his key in tuna. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and then we... Uh, and then kind of the camera went around the ground. Yeah. And so there were just lots of people with the orange mouth guard on. Now, I'm not sure if you win anything. Or it's yeah. just a bit of an ad. Like, would you ever take an orange cut in pieces to the floor? Well, that's what I was wondering too. Where did they get the orange? And uh, I suppose they provided, wouldn't they? Well, you'd hope so. But I don't want to take a random orange off someone. Especially an orange segment. Yeah, who knows what where it's been? I mean, the only reason you take an orange to the footy is because you've injected it full of vodka. Yeah, <laughs> there's no other reason. So you got yeah. all these drunk kids floating around going, "Oh, I love these oranges." Yeah, I, I don't know much more than that. So if anybody does have any info, info out there, let us know. Well, there is a, there is an ad on at the moment for Woolworths saying uh, this: uh, the dad's feeding the kids oranges at three quarter time, and he says it's great because they're, they're extra sticky oranges, so they're, they're clunking marks. Oh, really? Deep into the last quarter. And you're like, well, why don't you give them to him before the game, you fuckhead? <laughs> Let him be taking marks in the first quarter. Think about it, you tool. <laughs> no, we're going to come big in the last yeah, quarter. Yeah, exactly. We're with seven we got goals down. So maybe Cloakie should do that instead of yeah, the glove. instead of cheating Just with the glove. Rub an orange on his yeah, hands. Or rub an orange on the glove. <laughs> oh, the double whammy. Yeah. <laughs> He's a thinker. Um, footballers in real life. Here we go. From Daniel. Uh, he may or may not have seen Tom Liberatore tearing up the D floor at a punk show in Richmond. Oh. Uh, last night, fantastic! Yeah, that last night, so Sunday night. Yep. So good on you, um, good on you, Dan, and good on you, Tom. And then we have got one here from Evan as well. Uh, just saw Paddy Dangerfield at the Anglesey General Store. Nice. He ordered a weak latte with two sugars, and thank you very much for that little extra. Oh, bit I love of the detail. Yeah. yeah, weak latte, two sugars. Geez, I'm surprised he's on the sugars. I'm surprised that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would have thought he's just uh, you know a bit clean living. Yeah, or maybe you know people like they like the sugar, but they want the no calories. They got their little they carry around their oh, little, a sugar, little bit of stevia, their little sugar package. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Pop that in. No, yeah, I, I, I understand that. That is that is an interesting one. Apparently, a bunch of the Crows players went down to Mog- Mogs Creek yesterday. Oh, they hung around after the game when. When they did a tour with Well, of Paddy. course, they're so, they're so close. Mm. Yeah, they're all bonded. They're all That's sad, great. Man. They're all sad, Paddy's gone. I love it. And also another one in real life uh, from Damien. He said that uh, Richo was at, at the drive-in at, uh, on Russell Street. The drive-in? Oh, no, at the forum. At the drive-in is the name of the band. Ah, oh, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. I'm with the kids, man. Yeah, no, you love it. Yeah. No, don't, are you trying to chip out with me? <laughs> Uh, Shall we wrap it up? Have we covered covered everything? I think we have. This is possibly the longest junk time in the history of junk time. We'll find out. Yeah. Uh, We've gone into extra time. We are... Oh, actually, live show. Yes. September 4. September 4. During the bye week. Yep, Sunday afternoon. So you will have watched your EJ Witten on the Friday night. You've got a bit of a come down. You're wandering around on a Saturday going, Mm -hmm. the fuck are we doing? Are they planning any events for that round 20? Apart from that uh, thing on the Friday night, I don't think they are. It's a yeah. freebie. It's a free hit. I suppose. Which maybe. is weird, though. If your season has ended, so your season has ended the week before. Mm. So you have the Mad Monday, and then you have a bye week, and then the final start. So those, 
It's just weird. I don't think it'll happen again next year. I think they'll find out how it goes this year. And yeah. if there are teething problems, then... It can't happen on. again, ever. Kevin Sheedy said it will probably be a problem for the top teams. You know who went through to the prelim? Yeah. Said, I think they go one game in a month or something. No, that, you can't have that. Yeah. Um, I mean, you want to rest players, but not for a month. Anyway, live show. Yes. Venue, to be confirmed. Yes. Guest, to be confirmed. Absolutely. Guaranteed you and I will be there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. It all depends. Right. Yeah. It depends how chippy you get. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, we'll, we'll provide all the details of that very shortly. Yes. Um, or maybe the, the day before. Yeah. <laughs> so listen, listen in. Listen in. Oh, also, uh, next week, Carlton are playing um, the Hawkers. Yeah. Massive game. Uh, the first time we've ever met in Launceston. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. down there, of course. Yeah, because usually, you know, they play us at big stadiums, but this time they're putting us in a stadium that can hold all the fans. Boutique stadium. Boutique. Very boutique. So, if you have uh, Foxtel, record the Carlton Hawthorne game, because Michael and I are going to commentate the first quarter live. Not commentate, but uh, we're going to sit in Wayne Jackson Studios, watch the game. Abuse each other. And abuse each other, yeah, yeah. basically. So, you'll get to see, I'll get to listen into, you know, what it's like to be a fly on the wall with this fuckhead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it'd be contrast, because if, if it was a real-life game, I'd be relatively quiet. Yeah. While you'd be swearing and shouting. Yeah. Yeah. So, But that's, that's not good pod, is it? I know that. Well, we'll see, won't we? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, if you, uh, if you do have Foxtel, take that game and we'll say to you, the bounce is now, and then you'll be synced in with us and you can uh, work out how it all works. Yeah, sweet. So we are Junktime AFL Pod on Twitter, Facebook, and at Gmail. Thank yes. you very much for your um, contributions. Yes, they've been great this week. And keep your suggestions coming in for the Junk Time Bus Tour because I really do think that will happen. Good possibility, hey? Yeah, absolutely. What Guns N' Roses song should I play out to, Adam? Because yeah, I'm, I'm going to. I know, I know, I know what I'll do. I'll do the song that they, they played out to. Oh, no, I was going to say, can you do all of. Um Oh, what's it called? What's the one where you're standing on the cliff playing the guitar solo? Every, everyone. Yeah, okay. That's every song. No. Uh, November Rain. November Rain, yeah. Oh, okay. You want November Rain? All of it. Okay. To take us all the way out. Stay tuned for the next 23 hours. Yeah. Here's Michael Chamberlain, Chamberlain with November Rain. <laughs>
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.